Welcome. This is Saving America with your host, Dr. David Deshine, and sharing views on politics and business and the intersection of the two. We have a great program this week. Uh, we're going to start with uh, In the News, and we've got a, just a collection of uh, pretty serious pieces for In the News, including the uh, crisis at the border and uh, the attempt in the Senate to kill the filibuster, a few things like that that uh, could possibly damage America. Rumor of the week is also a very serious situation uh, dealing with the incursion of the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, to take over most of Asia. And it's a pretty serious situation, one that has become worse. And then we have a special guest for just the fact segment. We have Stephanie Kaplan, an HR professional who has created the Corporate Woke Place. And she's going to tell us all about that in our third segment. So let's get down to business. Let's take a look at in the news. And it's a, it's a pretty tough situation to look at the border. The border, as all of us know, all of us reasonable people follow the news, know that the border was largely under control, not completely under control, but was heading in the right direction under the Trump administration. Um, the border wall was held up by many ridiculous uh, legal maneuvers by the, uh, the whack jobs. And uh, unfortunately, the wall was not finished uh, in critical areas uh, before Trump left office. Biden administration put an immediate halt, uh, something that is still being reviewed uh, legally. Hopefully the courts will uh, reverse the uh, Biden decision. But uh, in addition, there's a, a, an attempt to blame the Trump administration for this a humanitarian crisis. And what's fascinating is even the Democrats and even the mainstream media are starting to admit that this is a crisis situation. It is one that has been created by the Biden administration. As a taxpayer, as a responsible business person in the community, I'm concerned about the incredible expenditures uh, they sent $68 million recently to the border to house people who shouldn't be here in the first place. I've heard a number like $400 a night to house one of these uh, uh, families who are here illegally. And we have a homeless crisis in America. We have over 550,000 reported homeless people. It seems like if we we're going to spend that taxpayer money wouldn't it made more sense to spend it on the people who are already here in America and not to bring in more people who need housing? Clearly a horrible situation, an anti-American situation, and one directly created by the incompetent Biden administration. And a few other issues related to that. You know, as you know, many uh, American school systems have been shut down. A number of teachers unions have refused to go back to the classroom, despite the very low risk in the classroom. And yet we are teaching the children who are here illegally. 
And so I find that a rather uh, peculiar situation and clearly something that does not serve the interests of the everyday American. And so uh, the, uh, the other issue that uh, is disconcerting about what's happening at the mess called District of Columbia is that there is a long-standing tradition of the filibuster in the Senate so that when there is a minority party, they can call attention to the minority viewpoint by filibustering bills. Interestingly, both Barack Obama and uh, Joker Joe Biden were in favor of the filibuster when they were in the Senate and in the minority. And now there is a huge push to kill the filibuster and fascinating, it has been described as racist. Well, I don't know, does that mean that Obama and Biden were racist when they were in favor of the filibuster back in the early 2000s? Something to ponder. And of course, uh, on behalf of the Republican minority in the Senate, I certainly hope the filibuster will stay. Uh, something that adds to the usual dirt and grime in DC is the effort to appease uh, Joe Manchin, who is a Democrat, but he represents a state, very conservative state of West Virginia, and supposedly the Dems are promising him the sun, the moon, and the stars if he will go along with the uh, other Democrats in killing the filibuster and supporting other pathetic and ridiculous uh, anti-American legislation. So that'll be kind of interesting to see. Also in the news this week um, are many, many reports of, uh, as free agencies being wrapped up, of absolutely ludicrous salaries for basketball and baseball. And my observation here is it's very important for the American taxpayers to know that that is not the money of the billionaires that own these teams. It's our money. These billionaires have held cities across America up for ransom while they, their sports teams up for ransom while they have proceeded to pay these crazy salaries, which are even stranger today. I would have hoped for a moderation in these salaries given that there has been virtually no participation by spectators for a year. Um, television viewership is down dramatically for most sports as far as I know. I think the uh, Final Four production of the NCAA is doing very well as it does every year. But in terms of pro sports, my understanding is pro sports are, are doing quite badly. So it doesn't make any sense under the current set of circumstances that millions and millions of dollars are being thrown at these athletes. And I'd like to see something done about it. And I'd certainly like to see us remove the antitrust exemption from pro sports teams so that when they threaten a community to say, if you don't build us a billion dollar stadium and then let us have all of the revenue, not just the sports ticket revenue, but also the revenue from concerts and other events that take place uh, in these uh, palaces that they're demanding, then I, I consider that a very serious consideration. Rumor this week again is a very sad and serious situation. And this is a power play 
very serious power play by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, to take over virtually all of Asia, the water, the waters that surround them. And this represents a risk to all of Asia, especially South Korea, Taiwan, and even Japan. And the current target is Taiwan. And China has flown 20 warplanes over Taiwanese airspace without a response from the United States. This is indeed a very, very serious situation. Let me check my notes here as we go to another page. And um, there's a, a, a big concern about whether we have already lost the war on paper to protect Taiwan. The United States has promised to protect Taiwan. Um, it was the home of the last democratically elected government of China when Mao Zedong launched the Chinese revolution in the late 1940s, taking advantage of the um, incompetence of the United States and uh, even Russia at that time to help control things in China. Mao Zedong drove the legitimate government of China onto the island of tai Taiwan. And so this is a, a very serious situation because China claims now, even though they're the illegitimate government, that they legitimately have a right to control Taiwan and that it is not entitled to be independent of the mainland. Uh, this is something, again, that the United States government has said in the past that it will protect Taiwan. The question is, does it have the desire to do so? And does it have the military might to do so under current conditions? So this is indeed um, a, a situation that I don't think is quite front and center for Americans, but it needs to be. And of course, this situation was exacerbated uh, by the failed uh, summit in Alaska with China, where China made fun of the United States. They, uh, Blinken went up there, Secretary of State, went up there with good intentions, had a good outline, and the outcome of the two-day program was ludicrous. A, an extremely poor presentation. And uh, frankly, I think both China and Russia are laughing their butts off at the Biden administration. In the meantime, another very serious blow to uh, the free world is the $400 billion deal that China just made with Iran, a bitter enemy of the United States and Israel. And just when there seems to be a growing balance in the Middle East, this is something with China putting its thumb on the scale in favor of Iran could change the balance of power in the Middle East. And this has always been a hotbed of disruption uh, for the United States. So that's our rumors for this week and they're not very optimistic. Welcome to our third section, a segment of Saving America. This is what we call Just the Facts, and we've got a great guest with us today. Stephanie Kaplan has worked in corporate human resources for over 25 years. She's worked with a lot of big companies, and she has observed some real difficult trends in our society, in our corporate existence, 
and she has created a site called Corporate Woke Place. Welcome, Stephanie. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, David. And tell us a little bit about what's happened, what drove you to create this particular website. And by the way, I've, I've been to the website. Looks looks great. Thank you so much. So I've been working in corporate human resources for about 25 years, and I've noticed this increasing trend toward political correctness or wokeness as it's more known, more well-known today. And I've also noticed kind of a breakdown of, of unity in some of these companies where people are you know, getting in their different tribes. And it, it doesn't seem positive to me. And I started noticing it when I worked at Starbucks in their human resources department many years ago, and they started the employee resource group. So we had the black group and the the gay and lesbian group and the Hispanic group. And I didn't see it really help people feel connected to the company. Instead, what I saw, at least from the HR perspective, were you know, different groups kind of jockeying for a position, trying to get dollars for their different activities and get executive attention for their initiatives. And it seemed very divisive to me. But what led me to start the site was my employer right after George Floyd was killed, it was probably within a couple of weeks, you know, at that time, all the companies felt like they needed to comment on systemic racism in America and the killing of George Floyd and all the different things. And I, and I was kind of, I guess, just getting to a breaking point. I had, you know, my pizza place down the street emailing me about systemic racism. I had the company that I bought bras from online commenting to me about what they were doing about systemic racism. And I was really trying to just let this pass, not, not let it bother me too much or get under my skin. And then my own employer asked us to donate, asked the employees to donate to Black Lives Matter. And they made a donation to Black Lives Matter on behalf of all the employees. And that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole of, you know, this has really just gone too far. I, I know what Black Lives Matter is about. It's a Marxist organization that, you know, is not supportive of the nuclear family and, and has promoted a lot of violence. And I haven't really seen them do, do much good. So it was very offensive to me. And I thought, you know, I have to do something. So I started a website to highlight the insanity that occurs in corporate America. And every once in a while, I get a story where a company has stood up to this and, and done it right. But unfortunately, at least at this current juncture, more of the stories are about companies that are doing things that I think have are just go too far and really cross the line in terms of imposing their woke values on not only their employees, but also their customers. Well, even though you're a white female, how how do you view the issue of discrimination in America, especially with regard to the workplace? Well, I think there's, I'm sure there is discrimination. I have seen it on occasion as an HR professional. I think it is the exception rather than the rule. We also have you know, a number of laws on the books currently that are designed to prevent that. So if someone feels like they've been wronged under a discrimination statute, they do have a legal remedy. But again, I haven't seen that come up a lot. Instead, what I see are companies, you know, bending over backwards to focus on promoting and hiring diverse folks. In some cases, you know, they don't even meet the minimum qualifications of a job, of the particular job. I recently had a woman reach out to me who's an HR recruiter 
for a small uh, East Coast university. And she said that she's been told you may only hire diverse candidates for certain roles, which to me is reverse discrimination. Why is that okay? I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, trying to be fair and, and have opportunities open to everybody. And if you want to do some outreach in minority communities, because you feel like you're underrepresented, I think that's okay also, but not to the extent where you're discriminating against other folks, because that doesn't, that doesn't help us in the end. It really should be about the best employee, regardless of skin color, religion, where they were born, what their sexual orientation is. That's where I think we need to be. And I think we've, we've, we're not there. We've gone the other way. Now, just quickly, on the recruiter that contacted you, did she tell you what was her definition of diverse recruiting? What did that mean? Did it mean exclusively black candidates, black and brown? Uh, what was she, you know, did she give you a little bit of infill? Well, she happens to be Hispanic herself. She mentioned that I didn't, we didn't do a Zoom call. We just talked on the phone. So I didn't, I didn't meet her and, uh, you know, via video. But so she mentioned she was Hispanic. She said that it was basically implied black and brown. Asians didn't count. And, you know, any other race or religion didn't count. It was basically black or brown, which I think the emphasis was really on black because again, we're sort of dealing with this black racial issue in America because of George Floyd. So she got the impression it was black. And she's also seen instances where if there's an opening, an internal opening and there's a black candidate that applies, that doesn't have to go through the same bureaucratic hoops as some of the other positions. She said it used to be that certain steps would have to be followed and it would take you know two to three months to fill some of these roles. But when it's a black candidate, they found a way to fast track it. When it's not a black candidate, and especially if it's a white candidate, the bureaucratic process takes longer and is sometimes slow walked because of it while they continue to try to find a better, more racially diverse candidate. Boy, that sure sounds like systemic racism to me. It does to me too, and it does to her. And she's kind of fed up. She's worked in HR and education for 20 years or so, and she says she's ready to get out. And I said, well, it's a little better in corporate America. Not, not much, but a little better. Yeah, well, things have, 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 uh, have changed quite a bit. Tell us how corporate woke place helps the situation at present. I've been to the website again. I think it's a cool website. But uh, tell us a little bit behind the website. Well, I think it helps to shine the light, right? I, there's certain people who kind of follow these stories. I'm one of those. They stand out to me probably because of my HR background and my passion for fighting wokeness in corporate America, which is what led me to start the site in the first place. But beyond that, I think people need to know what's going on. And I think people who are against some of this political correctness or wokeness in general, they know a few things that are going on, but they don't know, for example, all of the, the damage that Nike is doing to America in so many different ways. And some of these other you know, huge mega corporations like Amazon and things like that, where they're not promoting American values at all. They're selling us out to China. They're focusing on globalism. They're killing small business. You know, there's all these things that are occurring that I just don't think people know about. The other thing that I try to do with the website is help people understand what they can do, because it's one thing to get people kind of riled up about it, right? I mean, that's that's important because it's emotion and passion and knowledge that helps things be different sometimes. 
but I also try to leave my readers with, with something to do. So sometimes that's through my mailing list, which people can sign up for on my site. I send out different ideas. One of the things that I'm particularly focused on right now is helping make it easier to buy American products in general. Companies that make and manufacture their goods in America are not as woke. There are a few exceptions, but in general, they're focused on you know, the American economy and American jobs and their employees and producing a, a product. So I've put together a list that I think is easier for people to be able to sort through and find things. It's organized by category and people can get more information by signing up for my mailing list, but I'm, I'm getting ready to launch that in the next couple of weeks to help people because people that don't like what Nike's doing, they don't like what Amazon's doing, they don't like what Target is doing, want other options. And so I'm trying to give them those other options. Well, that, that's great. And uh, it, it's interesting to me because uh, my legal background has been defending businesses with regard to uh, employment discrimination issues. And I have encountered significant documented cases. And the approach is usually very straightforward from my end is you, you fix the problem, you straighten it out, you fire the manager if you've got somebody who's off the grid. But like you, most of the time, the cases are either a misunderstanding or simply not legitimate. And we've been through, you know, a big, you know, curve. There are certain things like the um, uh, sexual harassment was a huge deal. And yet a lot of the, despite what you see in the news and big settlements by people like Bill Clinton, the, the reality was is that there really haven't been a lot of massive corporate sexual harassment cases. There really haven't been very many significant racial harassment cases that have actually been documented, gone through the courts. There certainly are exceptions, but given the, the hundreds of thousands of businesses in the United States, not that many cases, uh, you know, and so it, it is kind of interesting. And, uh, and I'm concerned as, as somebody who is, is over 50 and um, I've experienced significant age discrimination and in terms of real discrimination cases that could be filed with the EEOC, my observation is that you can take every other form of discrimination under Title VII, put them together, and age discrimination outnumbers them two to one. Everything else combined is half of what people over 50 are experiencing in the American workplace, and yet it's, it's not something that people are talking about this week, but maybe they will uh, next week. And I think the one thing you mentioned I thought was interesting is about this uh, diversity targeting is excludes not just white Americans, but also Asian Americans. And that may this week be an especially interesting area given the fact that over the last year, there's been a very sharp increase in, in cases. So yes, there, 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 in other words, we may be look, looking at not just that wokeness is some type of kind of silly project, but that it could be causing serious social problems in our society. 
I agree. And, you know, the, the solution that the woke crowd has come up with, which is critical race theory and, you know, inherent bias training or unconscious bias training and some of these diversity programs that, you know, separate people based on their race, you know, white people in this conference room over here or this Zoom meeting and, you know, minorities over in this meeting over here, that's only going to make it worse. And asking people to apologize for their white privilege, which is what some of these training sessions are doing. Coca-Cola had that, it came out just recently, not sure if you heard about that, but some of the slides from their training session got leaked by a whistleblower. So an employee at home taking their Zoom meeting, took pictures of the slides, got on the internet, Donald Trump Jr. and some other, you know, big social media influencers retweeted it. And the the slide specifically, you know, was telling people how to be less white. Yeah, well, I think the important thing is, is that we should all honor our own respective cultures from which we came from, yes. but to focus on the American experience. And you remember, we used to talk about the American melting pot and uh, I am concerned, like you are, that we're, we're creating separate camps. And, and frankly, I re relate it back to, I, I've seen a very steady increase in this since the Obama administration uh, really divided America in a very sad and negative way. And, you know, I, it, it's, it seems to be violating the, the, the melting pot concept. And uh, in my book, uh, The Decline of America, one of the things I talk about late in the book, and I try and mention this when I do have the opportunity because of the common misconception that if you're a conservative, you're opposed to diversity. And I say diversity is one of the magic features that made America the incredible success that it is because I, I don't know of another country on earth that has a population like the United States where we have so many different people, but we need to celebrate that. We need to pull together, not apart. Yes, I agree. My great grandparents were immigrants and I'm sure, you know, most, most Americans had some relative come over from somewhere. There's not too many Native Americans, you know, where their entire lineage was born here. So we all came from somewhere, but we all came respecting the, the promise of America and the freedoms and the liberties that we have. And I think when we teach people to just hate each other based on you know, their skin color or their religion or their sexual orientation or their gender or whatever, that doesn't help us. And then that was the purpose of the melting pot as well as Martin Luther King. That's what he spoke about. Absolutely. is to give everybody a chance to come to the same workplace and work. Uh, Stephanie, we try to be respectful of everybody's time. We are so appreciative of your joining us. And uh, best of luck to corporatewokeplace.com. And uh, we hope you join us again in the future.